This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. It happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway. We got a special guest waiting, and, and he's singing over here. Y'all can't even hear it. He's singing Bluxy Blues, even though he can't hear it. Don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good right to the hook right here. Just a white line, out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, not so live. From the low budget live bar and grill. There is no grill, but it's 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 a bar and grill. It's what we call it. Welcome all you low lifers. This is the podcast for August the 18th. And it's a very special podcast because four years ago on August the 10th, but four years ago, we started this dang crazy thing. I didn't I never thought that it would be what it is. Didn't really have any idea what we were doing, but me and my buddy Darian. And Corey, we started at the Forest Wood Cup four years ago in 2017. And today, one of the first shows I, I got to do where I got to interview a tournament winner. I got to interview this guy. Y'all know who he is. I invited him to the bar and grill. He was he was gracious enough to come. And of all things, today is four years to the day. We're recording this a little early. Four years to the day from when he won the Forest Wood Cup. This is actually not the podcast for August 13th. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack. 
for August the 18th. It's August 16th. I have my dates wrong. You know what? Just don't don't at me on that. This is the podcast for August 16th. But we're recording this on the 13th because I got to go up north for the MPFL. But this man won the Forestwood Cup today, four years ago, changed his life. Ladies and gentlemen, he's not getting to come into the classic to rap music, but he's getting to come into Bar and Grill. <laughs> Low budget live right here. Here he comes, Justin Atkins. And look what he brought. Look at this. The freaking Forestwood Cup is on the bar and grill. Yeah, and I scratched it up pretty good. Why'd you scratch it? I don't know. Don't, I did that. The cup is here. Look at that. We can't we can't shake that like the Startron. We can't. We can try. We, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yep. The top, we decided. So I, I had Justin. Justin, it's literally the cup is blocking you. Let's move the cup to this chair. Yes. Uh, no, it's it's not in frame, but I think I think the people at home. Yeah, put it right there. Yeah, you can see it right there. Look, right there. The cup. The cup is here. We decided we did a podcast right after that, and we were going to try to drink beer out of it. Yeah. But that didn't happen. The, you can't get the top off. The top does not come like, off. It might come off, but I didn't want to forcibly take it <laughs> off. You know, it's kind of those things. Like if it would have just. Came on. That's kind of a once in a lifetime trophy if you break yeah. it. Yeah. And sure. and now you don't fish over there anymore. I don't think anybody would fix it for you. Probably not. <laughs> the cup doesn't even exist anymore. Probably not. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. But this is four years to the day, dude. I, I appreciate you coming. We did a podcast. It was actually in September when we did our uh low budget live with Justin Atkins there in Florence, Alabama, me, Darian. This one, Darian and Corey still cared about me. Yeah. And my podcast, Darian wasn't making tea. Corey wasn't consumed with selling boat parts. And they were just like down to podcasts wherever. But At all times. At all times, but they're not now. Uh, I got to say real quick before we jump in, y'all, y'all know how we do this. A huge thanks to my sponsors. And these guys right here, this all started. They had sponsored me on FLW, but the first night we did an Instagram Live, low-budget live, I shook a bottle of StarTron, like kind of being goofy, to be honest. And StarTron was like, hey, we like that. We want to sponsor the podcast. We want to. And so through me, stop fishing the tour, everything, they stuck with me. So thanks to the folks from StarTron kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, I don't know, your outboard engine, everything. It take, nothing ruins a good day on the water, Justin, like an outboard engine that won't run. I think we all Correct. agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And ethanol is trash. Ethanol is straight trash. Sorry for all you corn farmers out there. But a little dab will do you kick ethanol in the teeth with Star Trek. Look. Is that how you do it? Yeah, that's how you do it. You just, you gotta, you just <laughs> choke her down, son, <laughs> and go to shaking. <laughs> Startron. Probably get fired after that, but that's all right. It's been a good run. It was worth it. <laughs> Startron, the folks from Sims Fishing Products, jumped on board with us this year. Many thanks to the folks at Sims. Love the rain suits. Love the Solar Flex hoodies. I say it each and every week out here. And I'm going to get to go up north to fish some big water this week. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to need a rain suit at some point. Yeah, you <laughs> Even have, on them sunny you days. Will. So, uh, Sims, I'm here to rem- want all you low lifers to remember you get one life. Fish it well. Pro Guide Batteries. Them lithium pro guide batteries. I actually got a text from the folks at Pro Guide yesterday and said y'all been using that code LBL10 to buy those lithium. So get them while they're hot. They got them on the website right now, proguidebatteries.com. You can use code LBL10 and get yourself some lithiums. And last but not least, hang the freaking banner. Express 
boats, hot springs, Arkansas, and all y'all that comment all the time. Want we'll to see that thing in some big water? Boat takes us some big water. I'll, by God, you're fixing to get yeah, to your you chance to, this week. Yeah, you about to? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I'm leaving. A really, really cool banner. It is a cool banner. They sent it to me. My man Clay at Express sent that, and I didn't think because of the roof line. I was trying to explain to him like it's just kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. He wanted it behind. He's like, "Hey, hang this behind you on the podcast." We made it work. We got it up there. The camera sometimes will be a little off, and people say their OCD gets to them. And like it, that it looks crooked, but actually it's it's pretty straight. No, Will no. you vouch for me? That's straight or not? I'm okay, there we go. There we go. Justin Atkins, the man himself, says it is yeah. straight. But Express Boats, we're going to put it to the test. Lake Michigan, the X21 this week. I'm going up there. I'm going camping, dude. I'm going to camp on the I, side of Lake Michigan. I'm, I'm really impressed with that. I've kind of had this like camping itch myself here lately. I, me too. But I think I'd get over it kind of quick. But, for sure. But like for the first night or two, I'd be like, camping. I was talking to Brad from Fuller from the MPFL yesterday, and I said, I uh, told him what I was doing. He was telling me, hey, we're staying at the Best Western and um, up there, Lake Winnebago, for the MPFL next week. And I said, dude, I, I, I'm not going to lie. After about two nights of sleeping on a cot in a tent, which I think is an awesome idea sitting here at the house in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, I'm going to be ready for the Best Western, I yeah. think. Oh, for sure. I mean, the cool part but, would be like, you know, cooking you a little something like yeah, Lakeside, eat a little yeah, breakfast. Just, yeah. just, just On the side of Lake Michigan. Just like, connect. couple nights of it. Yeah. I'm good. Now, some of y'all listening to this probably thinking, oh, them sissies. Yeah. I can go for seven, eight. Some people love it. I I love it, like you're saying, for short periods of time. I think my biggest deal with it is if I was on like a vacation, like going somewhere for fun, I could probably do it. And that's when it would really be fun. When I'm fishing a tournament, I'm getting ready for an elite series. I ain't trying to swap mosquitoes yeah. or it'd be like 82 all night and I'm trying to sleep. You like, want to take I'm all the factors like, out. Yeah, like I'm trying to like actually be rested. Yeah. Have somewhere to take a shower. Now, that, the whole shooting match. But like for a fun trip, go smallmouth fishing for three days, I think, no it'd, be, doubt. I think well, it'd be cool to do. Well, all I got's a little two-man tent, the Express. And, dude, here's the, the tricky part. And y'all hear me talk about Pro Guy batteries all the time on here. Uh, I have no power at my campsite. So I'm fitting to try to charge my batteries off my truck, maybe leave my truck running a little bit. Not real sure how that's going to work. It's going to be interesting. One night. So they'll be fully charged when I get there. I'm only staying two nights. We're going to roll the dice. Them pro guides will hang in there, I think. But going to put the X21 on the test. Hope to make some videos up there to, to you know, at least show you guys because I've done the shallow water videos. I talk about it in rough water. But, like, Justin will tell you, it doesn't even matter. Like, you could be in a battleship up there some days, and yeah, it just does no, not matter. matter. Uh, but the 21-foot express... I've had it in rough water. Justin will tell you, too, you can vouch for it. Tennessee River gets as rough as anywhere we go. Now, that water up there is different. It's different in the fact that they just get big. And I'll be honest with you, after spending some time up there, especially like after that last trip to St. Lawrence, um, running into Ontario, I like them big better than I do medium. Yeah. Because when they get real big, they spread out and they start you rolling. Can surf them. And you just kind of ride them until you get where you want to. And then you get in the trough and you can run. And mm-hmm. you run 70 in a trough. That's now, right. It's wicked because you'll have water on both That's sides. Right. But you can run them. But like three footers or beat you yacht to death. waves, things like that, they will beat you to death because like, you can't. There's no gap like in a west them. wind on Pickwick against the current. Oh, yeah. You're just you know three footers for miles. But for sure. and I've had the the X21 in that crap this year on Wheeler, and I've been beyond impressed. But we're gonna put it to that big water test. Express boats bringing you low budget live and building excitement since 1966. All right, Justin Atkins, we got all that yeah. out of the way. You even helped me with the sponsor, but Watson did too. When we, that's always kind of awkward. I feel like the sponsoree when I got a guy sitting here ready to rumble. 
Yeah. I don't know how Joe Rogan does that. I'll probably call him find out because <laughs> he's got sponsor reads too. Thanks to all the sponsors and thanks to you for riding up here, dude, on the freaking four year. Can I let this like down, down? a little bit? Yeah, I feel like here. it's just in my eyes. You feel like it's in your, I forget you're, you're vertically challenged like I am. A little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Is I you like better, better now? now you like, like that better? Let's, I mean, look at the camera. Yeah, you're not hidden as much. We can knock it down another inch or two if we need to. I can even hit this number a little bit. Hey, are you? Well, yeah, that that mic picks up a lot. You don't have to eat it like I do this okay. one. So, oh yeah, no, you're good. you're oh you're good to go. You sound you sound like a million bucks. <laughs> Startron, get at your get at my boy here. <laughs> Startron, rap. You may be sponsored by some fuel treatment. I don't even know about. I'm not. But I feel I, like I know I, your your sponsor I, game. I really like the uh, screen cleaner. Oh, their screen cleaners it smells delicious. Yes, their boat guard good. too that uh, you can clean your wrap off because you're like mm-hmm. me, you're just dirty. Yeah, <laughs> not much. as a person, but like yeah, yeah, but your I, stuff. You're too busy worrying about catching a bass, and that's yeah. me. Like I don't wash my stuff near as much as I should. And 100%. that boat guard, you hit it, little little towel action on the side. It'll it, on a boat wrap, and especially it's, if it puts any kind of wax on it, then that's the right. Dirt don't stick to it. That's near right. As bad. Yeah. So you can go a little longer, and it just. Cleans it right I back use up. it on the truck too when I'm just being lazy out there. I'm not Zach Burge. I've talked to him about that. That yeah. my man will get his tackle ready oh, and yeah. then he just cleans every oh, yeah. piece of his truck and boat. And I respect it. I just, oh, yeah. not, just not built me. that way. No, it's just not me. Not built that way, man. If you get in my boat and it's absolutely clean, it's brand new. You know, yes, I just, I just picked it up. <laughs> I, just, I just pulled it home from Arkansas. <laughs> just pulled it home from Arkansas. So, dude, we we were talking before the podcast started. This was four years ago today. I know I've said it several times already, but it just kind of got me. I'm like, dude, it's today. Like, your life changed. Today. Today, four years ago. And I was riding around with 300 in the box right now. 300 grand in the box. Yep. And you, did you know it? And I think I've asked you this before, but did you, because you, you and Cobb were like neck and neck. So, funny story. Um, First day we go out there, and I learned a good lesson my rookie year, and I'll try not to get into, like, too many stories spreading this all out. But I learned a good lesson because several times I got on them really good in tournaments that year, and I would lay off of them the first day. Mm-hmm. And then the second day I'd go back, I couldn't get a bite, and I would end up just barely getting a check or just barely missing a cut. And I'm like, man, if I just caught two more pounds yesterday, I'd end up top ten in this tournament, you know, so on and so forth. So we get to the cup that year. And I'm like, all right, if I catch 17, that's going to be strong. And I felt like I catch 17, 18 pretty confidently. Um, just the bites I got in practice. And, you know, obviously I knew that Shane and um, Brandon were going to catch them. And Brandon had been catching them doing the same things. Because we had talked about how many people are going to be doing it. Because yeah. he's like, you seen anybody down there? And I'm like, not really. He said, I had neither. Are we about to have a you know a shootout between the two of us? And I'm like, probably so. That's cool. going to be freaking awesome. You know, we're about to mash on them. <laughs> you know, so this whole thing's kind of transpiring. So I've got this number in my head. I'm like, if I catch 17, you know, maybe 18, I, I better lay off of them. Well, like three stops in, I'd caught 18. And I'm like, I better keep mashing because somebody <laughs> else right. is going right. to. I, I done learned that lesson. Like somebody else is going to. So um end up catching a six pounder while Brad Knight was on me. Um doing a coverage shot at BK, who shot. also was our first low budget live guest ever, so it's all tying together. Yep, it's all tied together. <laughs> so I ended up catching like a six pounder, it gives me twenty one, whatever I had the first day. 
And uh, the bite would really die off at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So it's like 10, 30 when I catch the six. So I, I kind of feel like we got what we got for the day. End up leading the first day. Well, the second day, the weather changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was faced with some conditions that I really didn't fish and practice at all. Um, and it changed how the fish were acting um, and the way they were set up. And it took me, I already got a short window. I got three hours to catch them. It took me an hour and a half to figure out kind of like where I was going wrong. And then I managed to catch five keepers the second day to have like 16. Had I landed some of the bites I had and some of the fish that come up scaling, had I been prepared, um, you know, I could have caught a 20 bag that day too. But I ended up catching five keepers. The last one wasn't even that big. And I remember reeling it up and I done boat flipped like four pounders and five pounders and all this. And I'm reeling it up and I'm like, I'm going to net this one. Like, it's my fifth keeper. It's the end of the... It's, like, laid in the bite window. Like, I better just net it. And I remember grabbing the net, and I pulled this little three-pounder up there and stick the net, and it come off in the net. No. And I'm like... Dang. All right, it's happening. Like, for whatever reason... Things are it's, it's in start, motion. It's happening. That's so, crazy. on the way... To, we had, like, an hour ride That's to day weigh two. In. That's day two. So, we had, like, an hour ride to weigh in, and uh, my buddy Kelly Reedheimer calls me, and he's like, man... You know, you've had a good tournament, yada, yada. Man, it was good, blah, blah, blah. I don't think you're going to be late anymore. I said, dude, I'm about to win. And he's like, you think? He was like trying to like give me this whole, it's going to be all right. Like, you're here. You did good, buddy. You did good, yeah. And I'm like, bro, I'm about to win. He said, what do you mean? And he's like, you think? You know, you didn't catch him as good today. I said, dude, I just missed it. But like, I know what to expect. If it's cloudy, I know what to expect. If it's sunny, I know what to expect. Never stop practicing. He's like, it's going yeah. down tomorrow. He's like, all right, we'll go get them. So told you all that to tell you this part. This You said, what part did you know you're about to win? That happened morning of day three. Um, Daniel Douglas, um, still, a, you know, Obviously, one of my best friends of Double all time. D- shout out Double D. Double D. You my boy, Double D. You know, he's, <laughs> we don't get to talk as much. He's got older kids. They're playing softball and traveling, doing the whole thing. And I can see it. Double D being the, the intense a, travel softball. Oh, yeah, I get that. A, yeah, I can a, see that. So, uh, you know, we're still good friends. Yeah. I don't get to talk to him as much as I once did. But, like, at that point in time, like, we went everywhere together. We fished everything we could. Like, we were yeah. tight, tight. And that morning, he's like, all right, dude. He said, you're going to catch two five-pounders this morning, and you're going to win that tournament. Like, it's going down. And he was at blast off, and uh, he's like, you know, Cobb's had two really good days. He's due an off day. Because day one and day two, somebody had an off day, and somebody had a right, good day. Right. And Cobb was the only one that had two really good ones. He's like, he's kind of due to have an off day today. That's cool. He's like, but you're going to catch two five-pounders this morning and start your morning off, and you're going to win this tournament. So we blast off. I go to a few places I wanted to start, lose like a big one, um, but it's just crickets. I'm not getting any bites hardly. I'm not seeing any. Um, the one I lost was the only fish I saw come up. And I just remember, like, I just started having these thoughts of how I'm about to explain on stage how I didn't catch them today. You know, why I didn't. We all get, yeah. And it's like, you know, an hour and 45 minutes into fishing, I'm having these thoughts. And I just remember being like, Quit. Why are you doing that? Like, screw that. Let's, like, you've got a chance to win a life-changing term. I just remember, like, I'm fighting these demons out here. Yeah. You know, people are watching on live, and I'm just up there casting. But I've got these demons But you're in my a train head. wreck oh, between your yeah. ears. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what the part that people don't ever see, you know, or don't understand. So it's like, I, you know, collect myself, and I'm like, all right. 
there was one pile across the lake that I fished late on day two that I caught a four-pounder out of. And I saw a bunch in it, but I only got one bite. And I'm like, it's still early. I need to go to that one. So I crank up my run as hard as I can all the way across the lake. I pull up, and they're just busting everywhere. And I can't land on one of them. I can't either cast to them or they miss my bait or I hook up with them. They come off. So now I'm like, all right, you had a good chance and you've done dicked it all up. <laughs> like, like you you pumped yourself up. You made the best and move now you're back on your <laughs> And then you lost about 19 pounds worth over here. You know, or had them bite and missed them. The whole shooting match, I'm like. And you screwed it all up. So I'm like, all right, back to how am I going to tell these people I zeroed today? In an arena. In an arena. (laughs) And uh, so I have this battle with myself again. You know, I'm like, all right, now just chill out. I'm like, there's cane power right here, and there was one over here. You know, I'm like, I'm a long cast off of them. So I kind of get lined up, rear back, hum that, you know, that pencil popper out there over it. I don't chug it four times. Five-pounder eats it. Get him up by the boat, net him. Throw him in the box. I'm like, freaking sweet. I turn. I sail out over the other one. I don't chug it about five times, and a big one blows up on it. To this day, I don't know what happened because the fish rolled on it, and I loaded up, and it come free, but it wasn't like I ever had him hooked. I think he was almost lassoed with my line or something. Or like he hit it, and my line got hung on him. Cause it was never like I had the fish hook. It's just like I could feel the pressure, and then it come free. And when it come free, my bait shot out of the water and skipped. And by the time I got it tight, she just flushed it from behind. And I had to be the same one because I thought it was a six-pounder when it come up and ate it the first time. And then I caught one that's almost a six-pounder. So I feel like it's the same fish. But anyways, fish blows up on it, comes free, my bait skips, and she just flushes it. So I reel down tight, and I hook her. And I scoop that fish... It actually, as I scooped it, it come out, my hooks hung the net, and it come out, and I just flopped it over in the boat, like, hanging, I didn't even net it, I just hung it in the net and set it over in the boat, and I'm like, all right, number one, you that fish didn't come off, that's a miracle, Yeah. so it's happening, but the first two I caught this morning are five-pounders. And I'm like, I'm about to freaking win this tournament. And, dude, my whole mindset changed. From that moment right there, I was like, I'm winning. I'm going to win, period. Somebody else is going to have to tell them why they didn't catch them today. I'm basically This is over. Like, it's all happening. The first two I caught this morning, five pounders, shout out Double D. (laughs) I stand back up, catch another, like, three-something, crank up, run to the next pile. They come up and bust, and for some reason, like I, I, when I'm catching them on like one specific bait, I always have two of them rigged up. Mm-hmm. When I got to this spot, I had undone one, had it laying there. They come up busting. I throw my pencil popper out there, and I'm working it, and one hits it and reverses the hooks. So the hooks got hung on the main line. And so I reeled it in, and instead of trying to get it undone, I just dropped that rod, picked the other one up, and underhand pitched it out there, and the fish ate it. And it was like a four and three quarter. And I was like, it's over. Like, it's I, don't, I, can't, I can't do wrong. Like, I, for some reason, like, I leveled up at that moment. And it's just a mindset between your ears. And it's like, I can't do it every time I go out. You know yeah, what I mean? Got, like, got, I go out, I have my days where I go out there and I suck. But, like, when you know what's going on and you're fully confident in what you're doing and how it's all panning out and things that, like, did you just can't. You can't be beat. You know what I mean? It's just, it's happening. 
and I have a lot of days where I've caught them really good, but I don't win. And I look back and I'm like, man, I missed this bite here. I did this and I did mm-hmm. that. But the day I won, I had that rod laying there and I laid it out there oh, on yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so, that, that kind of stuff. Uh, whether it's local tournaments, whatever, when you're having a good one, yeah. even if you don't win, if you're having a good one, yeah. you're like, hey, I need to go fish. That That looks good. You roll in there, flip a jig, catch a five-pound, you're catch like, one. and in years where it's not going good, you're like, hey, that looks good, and you roll in, and you, and you don't get a you bite. You don't get a bite. You don't That's get right. a bite. Like that, or, or you hang your jig, right? I exactly. mean, like, and you're like, oh, oh yeah. like you go exactly. to skip a good dock, and you like bang off the dock. I mean, There's like, one dock you always get a bite on. Yes. And then you go to it, and it doesn't matter what you throw over. It's straight up home. Yes. Or you get a million percent. I'll tell you something's happened to me twice this year in the elites. Not once, but twice. Happened at Gunnersville. I had a brim bed I was going to throw at that had some big ones on it. And then at the St. Lawrence River, I had a current break that I'd caught two big smallmouth out of in practice and saw like three or four more in. And I was going to fish it on my way back. Both times I got there and there was a yellow lab swimming on them. What? Twice this year. At Gunnersville, I went all the way to the back of this creek to go fish one brim bed. When I made the corner, there was a yellow lab swimming circles in <laughs> And it. you love labs, but you hated oh, yeah. them. And, then and my- I was just like, is this a joke? So then I leave Ontario and run all the way back. And stop at this current break at St. Lawrence River, pick my fly up, and I looked, and this lab bails off the bank <laughs> straight out into the current break and just starts swimming around. Was well, that like, Chris and Corey Johnson's lab, you think? It could have been. been. Could have been. Could have been. been. They just yeah. travel with it. Yes, I think so. But, it was Wes Logan's lab at freaking Gunners. <laughs> yeah. That's who it was. So. Just that, over there, or uh, Caleb Cupal, yeah. Cupal, who yep. just smashed on him. He did smash over on there. Him. Dang, that's but so uh, that's what's that's what I'm saying. Like when things aren't going right, yeah, yeah. sometimes you just gotta laugh. And dude, it's, it's not. It's crazy the mentality, and everybody watching us as a tournament fisherman understands that mentality because, like, day one of the open this year, Pickwick had a good day, right? Fifteenth yeah. place, whatever, seventeen pounds. But in my hands, I had a five pound brown one that calls a two and a half that puts me over twenty that puts you in the top three, and completely in my opinion, changes your whole mindset for the entire event. So instead of, hey, I'm trying to make the cut, it's like, I can go win this thing. And then the second day I go out and catch like 10 pounds and I suck. But you're like, but if you've got that bag the first day. It could potentially change what you catch the second. Absolutely. I think there's a lot to be said for being confident in what you're doing because things change a little bit every day. But like... It can be a little tougher on day two, but if you know what's going on and you commit to it, you adjust and do a little thing. Sometimes you figure it out later in day two, and it still works out. It's Whereas attitude. when you're not as confident in it, you bail on something at nine. Yeah. It can build on you real no quick doubt. where you no wake doubt. up, and it's two, and you still ain't caught That's up. right. When you would have been better off sticking with what you were doing and either throwing something different or figuring out where they move to or, you know what right. I mean, the whole shooting match. That confidence so, is huge. That confidence makes a big difference. It, it really does. Well, talk about – so we, we were lucky enough I had you here at the first of the season. It was right after the schedule change had been announced. The Classic was going to be in June and Pickwick was going to be in March. And you had two Tennessee – three Tennessee River events. We were talking about this year going in, how do you grade – and, I, and I, I feel like I know what you're going to say, but how do you grade your first year on the Elites? Because you had, you had good ones, you had bad ones, and I know you were frustrated at times because I've talked to you, but – but how do you grade your overall first year on the elites as far as just the experience and, and grade yourself? Um, the experience gets an A. I get a, a solid D minus. Like, it was pretty terrible. Um, and it was a good learning year. Um, 
just because I had a lot of struggles, and I don't mean this in any kind of arrogant way or nothing, but I haven't had a lot of those. No, you're young and you're still – 2017 was your rookie year. You're four years into this. That's what I'm saying. I'm four years in, and I haven't had a year where, like, a lot of things just didn't go right. Like, I just made bad decisions, weather changes, lakes flooding. You know, I mean, like, just – it was something a lot – like, there was a lot of differences in every – and, you know, in a lot of years up to this point, I've just made those stellar decisions where I was like, well, let's go try this, and it worked. This year, a lot of it just didn't work, you know. And um, I fished a lot of tournaments with way too much preconceived notion, like ah, they'll be doing this, I'm going to catch them like this, and it just wasn't, you know what I mean? And I just kept trying to pound that, and um, it just wasn't it just wasn't a good year. Now, here's the thing. It wasn't a terrible year. I cut four checks. Out of eight, five, I don't remember. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I ended up and just, end the year, end the year. On and like, I ended the year with a second. You know, a um, super high note. Had I not been an idiot at Champlain, I probably should have top ten both of those. You know what I mean? So it's not like I had a terrible year. Like I fished a tournament, I was in contention to win, made some cuts. I just had a couple like real bad ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had three eighty plusers. That sucks. But, it's it's, but it, it's, it's it rough happens. in a hundred boat field. Like you, yeah. points wise, that hurts. You know, and Champlain's one that like really kind of bothered me because it was like, I guess the biggest lesson I took from it was, you look at Pickwick and you look at my Champlain, and Pickwick after day one I was like thirty something, but it was like I'm a win. I want to win this tournament. Like it's I know home, where they, yeah. I know where they get. I'm about to go wind this plug, and when I run into them, I'm gonna smash twenty seven. Like it's gonna happen. And like I wound and wound and wound and never caught them. Problem is, I fished two different places that guys top ten the tournament on because the last day, uh, Kyle Jesse and Bowman asked me to go back out there and like. Let's go follow guys around. We'll get you on live a little bit, talk about what they're doing, mm-hmm. where you went wrong. And, like, we pulled up on two different places. I was like, hey, you see these lines? And that's how squiggly right here. It's because I fished right here on day two for hours, you know, and just never caught them. But the biggest thing that I really took from this year is you look at Pickwick, day one I'm in, like, 30-something. You look at Champlain, day one I'm in, like, 11th. Both of those day twos, I just was like, we're going to freaking do this. I went and wound that plug at Pickwick all day at Champlain. I went and threw that top water. When really I probably could have just got a jerk bait out and caught my fourteen or fifteen just pounds. Up. Yeah. yeah, you know, go throw that layup, get a little swim bait out, catch fourteen or fifteen pounds. You know, like there's several things probably could have done and just cut a check. Just finished in them thirties, finished in them forties, and that would have gave me a hundred and I mean if I'd have finished 40th in both of those that would have gave me almost 90 more points than i got i missed the classic by like 100 <laughs> you know what i mean so I, you look at it and it's like maybe sometimes just don't be an idiot like when, he, when you're gonna win it's gonna happen and so when you go to lay up you end up catching two seven pounders you know what i mean but it's like just maybe i just got a little bit cocky well, that's why i was gonna say not cocky but do you think do you think like early in your career, you don't know what you don't know. We hear people Correct. say that, Correct. and you had never won. But then once you win, and then you win an open, and then you have that success, you get that killer yeah. instinct. Do you think that absolutely for you, you do? You I know you well. You're yeah. a guy like 
finishing 60th don't matter to you. Yeah, like you yeah. want to be, you want to yeah. be up there. You want to be the guy they're talking about. You want to be on live. Yeah. So do you think sometimes that does hurt you because you, because you just say, and I don't want anybody to think, oh, well, that's a yeah, good excuse. Yeah, yeah. Swing for the fences no, no, no. all the time. It's, it's, it's not, not. It's more than that. It's, yeah, that's right. It's not a swing because, for the fences. I'm trying to finish as high as I can at every one. But to me, it's like if I'm gonna finish 45th, I get it. I get 10 grand. So let's use 51st. If I'm gonna finish 51st, I don't care if I finish 91st. Yeah, that's I get the that. same to I get me. That. I, I get don't that. care about the $2,500 check. Yes. Don't give a shit. Yeah. Excuse yeah. my French. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I, I finished 60th. I got that 20. That's a band aid, dude. And I'm sorry if I offend somebody. I'm out there to make money and win and compete and promote your sponsor. I mean, everything. Sponsors. Yeah, everything. I'm trying to get coverage. So, if laying up is after my practice, if I feel like me laying up and I can just go do this and I'm going to finish 50th, 55th, screw that. I'm going to just go do something different on the first day of the tournament. And it's going to, sometimes it works and I'm going to wind up having a great tournament event. Sometimes I'm going to finish in the 80s. <laughs> and I finished in the 80s three times this year doing that. But at the same time, like it pissed me off. But when I started, I knew good and well what I was getting into. Like, you might you might have a bad one here. Like this one may turn yeah. out down here, but you might end up up here. And Champlain was the biggest the biggest one I saw that in where I'm like I get that, you know, it's good to have that killer instinct. Like it's good to want that. But in the long run, the goal is to make the classic every year. That's a consistent that's career. Because you can't win it if you're not in it. That's right. So Next year, we're going to back up on some of that. I'll take that 51st over <laughs> that in 85th because I don't want those to compile. Because like when you have one a year, it's not a big deal. You have one where that happens, it's fine. But I see now it's a real possibility to throw down a couple of them. Like, it can happen really quick where it just don't work out. That's right. You know, so... It was a, it was a, it was a learning experience. Well, I think we've seen guys like Paul and Nick, he has that mentality, right? And mm-hmm. once he got a couple wins, especially, he was like, mm-hmm. and forever in his career, I won't say forever, he hasn't been doing it very long either, but for years it was like he was 90th yeah. or top five, yeah. 80th or top five, but now he has... He's found that ri- consistent that's right. rhythm. And now he's, he's always up high, you know what I he's mean? He's terrifying to me, yeah. His bad tournaments now have become... I had 40s. a damn 15th. Yeah, <laughs> well, I know, yeah, yeah. I know like, but yeah, oh, for one. sure. Seth's yeah. another Seth's a, for sure. He's, he's had a couple wins, but he's a guy. It's like a mere. We they, we looked at it today and average third place, third place average for the last three years for Seth Fighter guys. Yeah. So and that's and that's and that's where I want to get to, and that's and that's a good way to put that. You know, that's you need to figure out how your layups become forties and thirties. You know, when your layups are thirties, that's when you have an awesome to, career. To me, the best the best example of it. Two of my favorite examples, and not just because they're friends of ours, but Strader, yeah, and Swindle, yeah, Swindle's. But but I think Swindle would trade some of that consistency for a blue trophy, yeah. right? Because I think that that bugs him at times. Yeah. Um, not as bad as people would probably think, you know, because nah. Gerald's completely content. He's had a great life. He's made a great living. He's provided for his family for years doing this, and he is just a carpenter from Alabama that got lucky enough to get to do it, and he's grateful. But I. He is that guy making chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's his favorite saying to me yeah. for years. And he's like, old grinder going to grind. And, I yeah. mean, he's just that guy that he turns 
those bad ones in the 30s and, and that's, 40s. That's and sometimes right. you just got, when I first started fishing the tour, it was the best advice he ever gave me. Of course, I turned it into a lot of hundreds a lot of times. You know. <laughs> uh, but obviously, it's why I'm hosting Low Budget Live for all you haters. Before you even comment, like you don't even have to comment. Like I understand how my fishing career went. Uh, but hey, the podcast is working out. It's, it was worth it. It was all good. That's, uh, so that's that's really, that's it. That's my yeah. That's my learning experience from the year. That's what I wanted to take from it. Sometimes you've got to have bad to step back and see where you need to be in a few years. And that's that's going to be what I want to take. To get that longevity. When long I know, career. yeah, when I know it's happening, I'm on a great pattern. Yeah, we're going to go out there and smash on them. When I have practices where I feel like they're a little off or, you know, you're at home and you're like, I know this is what's happening. Like, I, I'm going to figure out how to tone, it, tone it down a little bit. Let's figure out how to make sure we, we our bad ones become 30s and 40s. Y'all heard it here. Justin Atkins is going to tone it down. I know Justin Atkins, <laughs> and I don't think he's ever going to tone it down. But I, I hope I hope you do because it was – I know you're frustrated. Let, let me ask you this because I was a wreck on the last day of live. St. Lawrence River, I was texting Zona like, dude, is my boy going to win this thing? Because on Bass Track it looked really close. Did that – because, I mean, it was win and you were in the Classic. Yeah. Other than that, take the classic out of it. Did did missing that win was that a long drive back home for you? Tessa and Cooper came up. I know it was awesome. And a second place in Elite Series is like absolutely nothing to sneeze at, yeah, especially yeah. on a river that really you haven't fished a ton. Been to one time. Yeah. So how how was that? How did you feel after that? Because Taku's great. Congrats to Taku yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, no, Nobody's I, hating on Taku for winning. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. I mean, dude, I didn't fly across an ocean to come over here and play <laughs> tournaments. That's you know right. what I mean? That's like, right. good for that guy. Um, I'll never, I'll never down that. Um, man, if it had been a year where I'd caught him really good, I probably would have been a little bit upset. But I was like, if you had told me before this started. You're going to miss the classic, but you can finish second in this one. The last one. Just don't put your boat in the water. I'd have been like, all right, I'll take it. You and, know what I mean? And I to go it. against the Johnsons and the oh, guys yeah. up there that are heralded as, yeah, hey, yeah. And, and they're fantastic up there, but you mix it up, you found your own deal, and you end up fish, finishing second. I'll be honest, like, this this is this is what I'll say about Justin and my relationship that I, I always – it's funny getting to know somebody and, and, and believing in them, but – that cup four years ago, you and I, we've joked about this a hundred times, but y'all are new listening. I'm going to tell the story again, but we, I had Snapchat at the time. I don't, I don't really mess with Snapchat that much anymore, but he, you and I were snapping. You were over there. I didn't make the cup, obviously, and and you made it, and you were over there pre-fishing, and you were sending me pictures big, and I said, you know, how's it going? And you're like, man, it's pretty dang good. And this was like two weeks before the thing, yeah, you know, three weeks, right? Yeah, before, before cutoff. And I, and I made you a bet. I said, uh, you had posted a, a song some girls do, but I saw your brownies listening to some old school country that morning going to the ramp, and I said, if you win this thing thing, you got to sing that on stage. So fast <laughs> forward to the last day, and he and I had talked and, and practiced a little bit, and he was, he was feeling good. I said on this podcast, Justin's going to win, and, of course, Darian's giving me crap because he's like, you got insider info, and I'm like, yeah, but he's fixing to win and on the first ever episode of this, and he goes on to win it. But the one of the coolest moments that ever happened in my life, and Darian loves to tell the story because it blew Darian's mind, it blew mine too. But I like, but but we're in the booth, we're working the expo for TH Marine, and and my phone rings and it's Justin, and it's before the weigh-in on the final day, and I'm like, 
and I said, hey, hey, I got to get this. It's, it's Atkins. And I walk out of the booth and Darian just like follow me like a, like a puppy, right? Like he, he comes over and he's like, what, what do you think's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. Hang on. So I asked him, what's up, dude? Is everything okay? Because I thought, damn, his truck blew up. Like something <laughs> happened. He's going to be late. He's going to lose. Because everybody in the arena and everybody that worked for FLW was like, he's got it. You know, our guy's got it or whatever. So it, it like double D, like it's all Doug. Like everybody's fired up, right? So he says, hey, man. So he's like, I was like, what's up, buddy? Everything all right? And he goes, you ain't really going to make me sing, are you? <laughs> Dude, for the rest of my life, it'll be one of my favorite stories because in this moment, one of my good friends is fixing to hoist this cup and win three hundred grand, and he legitimately was nervous with thinking that I was going to go. So he's like, man, Luke's a crazy idiot. He's going to talk to Bill Taylor, and he's going to get it worked out. Where, well, I ain't first class, but I... That I was going to make him sing Sorry, Brian He goes You ain't really going to make me sing Are you As soon as I answered the phone man It was one of the most beautiful moments But I, I was t- like I'm going to have the coolest moment of my life And then the most embarrassing moment now, Back to back Luke Duncan's going to ruin it Which does happen <laughs> At times But but for me It was the same way at the St. Lawrence though And we didn't talk We didn't talk as much I was busy uh, I guess the LMPFL was a pickwick We were at pickwick But And I guess it was the Maybe Maybe it was our production like run through day. I can't remember, but you sent me just a snippet video of you releasing an absolute mega smallmouth, and I text my dad and said Atkins is fixing to to destroy him, and he's like, "How do you know that?" I said, "He don't send crap like that unless it's like go." You know what I mean? I said I just had that feeling, and then I'm watching Bass Track as we're doing MPFL the first time. I was like, "Uh huh, uh huh," and my brothers text me, "Dude, just as he's smashing him." He's going crazy. So it's cool being a part of that on this side because I'm not out there as much anymore. Because that was cool fishing the tour and, and getting to know you. We always talked in practice and kind of knew – I knew what was going to go down with you, um, you know, a lot of the times. And, and we would we would uh, share info, and, and I never utilized that info like, like you did. But uh, <laughs> I'll never forget, too, one time at Cumberland, I'll tell this story on you. You and I, like – you, you, I had caught him the year before we'd been there on a spinnerbait. And dude, in practice, I just couldn't get it going. I couldn't get it going, couldn't catch crap. And you caught some. You're like, dude, you just got to like, just keep keeping your hands. Let's keep throwing it. And I'm like, man, they are not biting it. And I had stretches that I was like so pumped to go back there for the second year because I'm like, I'm fixing to top 10 this. I know where they live. Dude, in practice, like I checked them like five times. I'm checking other stuff. And you were catching a few. It wasn't great in practice, yeah. it was cold. But then the first day of the turn, I'm like, I just kept it locked in, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. I start catching some. I end up getting a check in the event. Justin made the cut, but there was a stretch of, of lake. You had been down the lake. You come back up. You're like, hey, have you fished this stretch up here? And I'm like, no, I, I'm not going to fish it. I'm going to stay down here. Rolls in, man, he catches him a five-pounder. Yeah. <laughs> a stretch that I, I had fished a year before, but it's just that kind of being, a, being out there, man, I miss that, but it's cool the stories and, and getting to, to keep up with it and, and pull for all y'all. And I, you know, all the guys that I, I, I care about, I like to see everybody do good if they, especially if they deserve it and they work hard. Like a Taku, how can you not love a guy that's on Bassmaster Live going, Taku boat, small Mount Disneyland, yeah. come in my boat. Like, dude, my boys were watching that oh, yeah. on the couch, just losing it. Of course, they're watching. Oh, yeah. Dad, Justin, they're, they're, you're on FSN. Like, Hudson Duncan thir- is 13 years He's like, Dad, he comes to our house sometimes. Like, this is all like he's losing his mind because he's in that bass fishing fandom right now that yeah. we were in. So it's cool for me to see all that. Um, 
Speaking of people that are just like, uh, I got to ask you your opinion on this because you know him well and you you fished against, but like Jacob Wheeler, like we got we got to spend some time on LBL and this anniversary. Like it's incredible. I, I, I text him and I said, dude, you know, over the years I felt like they would ban you. You know, <laughs> and, and and I said, but they're going to ban you now. Yeah. Like you're going to get banned. They're going to vote you off the island, like Survivor. It's I'm like, you just can't keep doing what you're doing. They're not going to keep putting up with it. Like I feel like MLF's like, damn man, we would like to write somebody else a check. Like it's crazy, yeah. dude. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think so because obviously he fishes Ducky Rods. I feel like boy's like, <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah. Uh, probably very happy about it, but but dude. But these performances, yeah, and here's are the thing: stupid. is it's not just that format. No! Last year they had those three um, super tour events, yeah. and he went one, two, and two in them. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I saw somebody post he's he's won three and finished second in two this year. But he's I mean, not leading AOI. I don't that, think I understand how the points work because that doesn't even compute in my head. But at the same time, I looked it up the other day. He had one where he finished like fiftieth. Really, he didn't make a cut because I didn't realize that. And. And I Ott, think Ott won that one. And Ott has gills as well. Yes. Like, it's him and Ott. They have figured out, and, and, and I don't want to focus on the format because those guys have succeeded it didn't matter. at everything. Ott yeah. won the Classic. Ott won Elites. Ott, yeah. and, and Jacob won Bass Fest. He won the Forcewood Cup. BFL All-American. He won, like, he's won. He's won. He's won. He's won. He's won Elite Series. Like, he's, I just wonder where he puts all them trophies. Well, dude, he, there's a real tree release a thing of his trophy, like his life story deal. It was a video I watched it this week. It was really cool, and uh, it had his his trophy room. And it's it's obnoxious to be honest, but it was cool. He went and he grabbed a trophy off the shelf, and it was a BFL All American trophy. And dude, he started bawling his eyes out. The video. It was re- it was really cool. Like, I, and I, I texted well, him. That was the one that, that probably changed his that's life. That's exactly right, that's man. The one that and, made it. For and look, him. you know, like I know, in the professional fishing ranks, Jacob gets a he gets a hard time. Like people give him, a, oh, they like yeah. to give him a hard time. And, and dude, if you're in a bass club and you're beating everybody's brakes out, it don't matter. You cheating. Yeah. If you're doing this, you cheating. If you're doing that, Shannon Wheeler's calling right now on uh, Low Budget Live. Shannon, I'll call you back. If you're watching this <laughs> next Monday and I haven't called you back yet, I apologize. Dude, let's fish. Shout out, dude, let's fish. But but truly, it's always that way. And I feel like you know he he pushes everything. Again, Shannon Wheeler calling back. He didn't accept the decline the first time. Shannon, I'm sorry we're recording again. Dude, let's fish. Shannon watches every episode. He's one of my boys. If I haven't called you back by the time this airs Monday, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. I'm going to be honest. This is really awkward. Um, but I am dodging your call right now, Shannon, because I have Justin Atkins in studio. But I, I feel like he, uh, Dudley and I had this conversation. He works at it. My gosh, man. Anybody. Like Dudley says, you know, he's killing him at St. St. Lawrence. Of course he wins up there. Dudley goes to Champlain to ride around for a day on the off day. Who's there? Jacob. He's riding around. Working. And then Dudley's like, you know what? I'm not going to let this young buck keep beating my brains out, out working me. Dudley went and spent six days on Champlain after the St. Lawrence just graphing. And Dudley had a good tournament there. He he made the knockout round, but just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And he was it was so funny. Dudley was showing me pictures of stuff he's finding on his phone, you know, on his graph. He's like, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Like, he, he was obsessed with – and he said Jacob was there every single day he was there. He's like, yeah. man, I, I don't get it. The guy just won – and I think that it's that he's also just he's just obsessed with bass fishing. He I is. don't even think it's just winning. You're obsessed. Yeah. I'm obsessed. The people watching this are obsessed. He just takes it to another level, 
and then has been able, like you, to make it his profession. And dude, he just don't want to let go of it. Yeah, like he he's just. But and and there'll be comments, negative comments about Wheeler. But dude, I, I'll, I'll have people text me, industry people. Go, oh man, I can't believe you're kissing up to Wheeler or whatever, dude. I have such an immense respect for a guy that just sets it on fire like that. Yeah. Same when you've had good years, when Joe Lee's had those years, Van Dam, whoever. Yeah, like. It's amazing. You you said in this bar and grill this year, and we were talking about the format differences because you did BPT, and you said, "Man, the thing is, when you get down over there, yeah, like you're down." And dude, he caught over a hundred pounds at Champlain on the knockout round. And then he caught a hundred pounds the next, or almost a hundred pounds the next. Did he drills them? I mean, it's 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 crazy. But I mean, do you think though, being there, you competed against him? Shannon Wheeler texting you on your watch now. It's probably Shannon Wheeler. Leave us alone. Y'all go subscribe to Dude Let's Fish on YouTube. So a quick calling and trying to get uh, Justin to give him a spot a plug on LB. But dude, do you think at the core, what do you think makes a difference in a guy like that though, and a dude that averages thirtieth place finishes? What what is it like? Is that at number one? I think it's something that just clicks. It's like he's just got it. I don't know what it is, but he's got it. He kills big deer. I mean, it's the yeah, same way. Like he, he's, he's got he's, it. Yeah. But the biggest thing, and you brought that up, is he works at it harder than anybody. Dude, I get home from a tournament. I'm tired. I don't hang out with my family. I may not leave my house for like three days. He ain't doing that. He's filming somewhere. That's right. He's in his office doing knot tying videos for YouTube. He's going to Champlain, wherever. You know what I mean? And then like. I started watching Jacob's videos and stuff, like, just in my free time, because it's, it's truthfully, it's really informative. Like, he doesn't leave Well, and you got to look, you got to look at you the get to look, you got to kind of dive well, in I get there. a look yeah. into it, but, like, you know, you watch some guys' videos, and they're like, I don't know. We're going to throw, you know, I throw this buzz bait, insert sponsor plug why I throw this no buzz doubt. bait. No doubt, yeah, yeah, yeah. His videos aren't like that. He's like, well, I do this, and I cut it this way, and I do this because of this, and if I'm looking for this certain deal, it's and I'm like, he lays it out there. Like, yeah. that's juice. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. he probably told more than I would have put on here. So I'm like, I look at it, and I'm like, he works at this every day. No off days. You know, and the old saying is, shoot or shoot, and that guy don't miss. <laughs> he shoots. You know. Will and, it uh, change? you got a baby now, big coop. He's got a second one on the way. Does that change that dynamic? Because, look, there's not a lot else the guy can win. Yeah. And will he ever, do you think, or is it always like that? Because we saw this these kind of runs with Van Dam, and, like, we've yeah, seen these crazy runs. I, feel, I, I don't feel like it will stay at this level forever. I mean, I don't think he can win three every year. If it does, is he the greatest to ever pick up a rod and reel? Yeah, I, I think he already is. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I, mean, I say I, that. I, I, I think Jacob's the greatest to ever pick up a rod and reel. No offense is, to anybody. No, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, what's he been doing this for 10 years now? Nobody else has won what he's won in 10 years. I don't, at every level, bro. And, I, and here's – I'm about to go out on a limb here. I may get crucified for this. Here we go. Get your <laughs> mom's basement comment fingers ready. <laughs> so, he catches a hard time about – he may do this and he may do that, blah, blah, blah. There's blah. all kind of speculation all the time, hey, smoke, bull crap. Ten years ago, they could get info all they wanted to, and guys didn't win like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Professional fishing has only gone to know information in the last five years. 
in the early we, two yeah. in the early two thousands, dude. You could get all the help they you could want. Go him. practice with somebody like three days before the tournament. It was like an open. Like you could practice with whoever right up to it, and nobody won like he does. And he was nineteen beating that ass. So I'm like, you know. Even if he is, even if he did get some help, like it's still incredible. Like, well, I and I don't that. think so. Like I said, I know how I do when I work hard at it. Like when I get pissed off and I start putting a lot of effort into it, I see it, it comes back. Yeah. And then I get lax and I get lazy, and then I have to suck a little bit. And I'm like, all right, this ain't gotta go, one. gotta let's, go. Let's yeah, go back yeah. to work. He never comes out of that gear. He's always working, dude. It's terrifying, dude. He's always working. Well, and I think, like, it's funny. Like, at FLW, we could get info. Yeah. You could get info. I could get info. Of course, and, there was an off-limit period, but you could get all the help and, you wanted. And who won 3F that year? <laughs> Nobody. Exactly. You exactly. Know? So yeah. I'm just like, you know, like, by no means am and I, I saying he did anything. No, I think Jacob's. No, no. I think Jacob's awesome. He's always super nice to me. If you ever need anything. He's always there, it, and I like him. I've you know, defended, and I'm with I've you. defended I know. him on here a lot. We've done some lives where people like, you know, oh, he's doing this. I'm like, oh, do you have proof that he's doing that? Can yeah. you show me a video where he's doing that yeah. or doing this? No, and there's been a lot of stuff out there and, and that people say, but I'm like, you know what, dude? Okay, prove it to me. Yeah, because yeah. at the, But then at the end of the day, regardless of any of that, this is what I'll say. A guy can go, hey, Luke, here's a notebook. It's full of secrets. On the lake you're going to. Oh, really? Okay. Well, guess what? I still got to get them to bite. Yeah. And I still got to get on the boat. And like you said, at the first of this, the conditions in every multi-day tournament change. Always change. Every freaking day. And that dude is always... He's on I, it. I, I think when it really... Like, he blew my mind this year. I was watching a video of him talking about St. Lawrence. And he said, on the second day, his second day, he's blowing it out. So he automatically was going to get to go to the top 10 day. And the wind was going to be awful. He had already looked at the forecast that far ahead. And so he went and found new fish in an area that he knew the other dudes wouldn't be able to look for because of the wind that day. And he had them found and he rolled up and he blew it out the last. I'm like, dude, when you're thinking that, that far ahead, you gonna, hard to run down. That's what I was going to say. You hard He's to run two down. steps ahead. You hard to run down. All times. And like, that's, that was something else I wanted to bring up is like watching his videos and watching him fish on that. Because now this year I've been able to watch it more because obviously I'm not fishing with him. Yeah. So I'm not out there at that time frame. So I get to sit back and watch some of this. His thought process is so much more advanced than mine. And it's quick. I put my boat in and I'm just like, we'll go flip this grass. (laughs) And he's like thought way more into it than I have. You know, like that whole deal. When he won the St. Lawrence, everybody was catching him. They were on the bed. Smash them. They, they were, were easy yeah. to catch. You know what I mean? Like, it was just see one, pitch your stuff down there, catch it, throw flogger in floor, really mean. Like, everybody's catching them. But he thought ahead and thought, you know, if I catch them on a casting rod, because they're biting, they're not hard to catch. So let's throw something out there. I can reel them in faster. I can reel more in in a day. I never, like, I sat there on the couch, and I had smoke <laughs> coming out of my ears. And I'm like... <laughs> No freaking it. wonder I didn't beat him because I never would have thought of that, dude. But he did. He he thinks about it from all angles. Like my train of thoughts right here, his is this way. Well, dude, it's, I, his I, is much broader. I'm a guy that I'm like, like you said, to get preconceived notions or whatever, and I'm going, man, I'm gonna. Yeah, he's April. I'm gonna catch on this old wacky worm. 
Well, dude, I'll be five hours into the day still throwing the same damn color, the same hook, the same, and and those details matter, right? Or or uh, like flipping, you're flipping. Like rate of fall matters. I think you would agree with that. Something I, I talked about on here a bunch. And and with good flippers like a Hackney, a Strader, Bradley Hallman, they talk about that a lot. Well, dude, if I ain't getting bit on my brush hog or my beaver or whatever I'm flipping, I'm like, well, damn, I ain't buying that today. Ain't and they'll go to a three-eighths instead of a quarter and just... Yeah. It's those small things. And I'll be like, well, they just... They ain't doing it today. Well, he's already thought five steps ahead of what. Yeah. Oh, they're probably doing this because they're not doing that, and yeah. they're set up like this. Or yeah. one, I, I've, I saw Strader do this one time. He's reeling in a jig at Smith. We were practicing for an FLW when I was a co angler, and and this fish like swatted at his bait, and he goes, "Well, they want a faster fall, dude. That's I've seen them do that a bunch." And I went, "What?" <laughs> and dude, he sits down. Ties him on another jig. Next tree we come to, he flipped in a heavier jig. Thunk. Next tree, thunk. Then he starts shaking him off. Got like 20 bites, and I'm like, um, yeah. hey, can you take your brain out and set it on the front deck so I can examine it? Because I bet it don't oh, look like mine, you know? Oh, just oh, I just told those him moves, he's man. Like, yeah. He's like, squirrels are in the pine trees today. <laughs> now, sometimes, listen, <laughs> me and Brad Knight, I call bullshit on some of that stuff. Now, he'll be like, dude. <laughs> you gotta go down the banks that got three pieces of chunk rock next to a flat rock with a crawfish hole. If you find them, dude, you gonna catch them. And I'll be like, I've been idling around for damn days, and I ain't seen a bank like that yet. He's found twenty spots like that. Squirrels are eating pine cones uh, right now. Man. The crawfish are spawning. I better swim a jig. And I'm dude, like, huh? spot on. He will what? hit you with that. He'll be like, well, dude, you got to throw the three-eighths black and blue chatterbait because the moon is half full yep. and it's going to be overhead at 917 this morning. You're like, what did you just say? Yeah, the moon's up during daylight hours this week, so you need to throw this. <laughs> and the who ca- can argue it? I'll- Shout out to the, the, bl- the W had a top 10 up there. The Champlain. black cows are standing up in the field yeah. and the brown ones are laying down. They're on a crawdad. Yeah. I mean, like, what? <laughs> I text Wes when he made the top 10 up there. I said, congratulations, the old man was messing with him. I said, hey, I'm not real sure on this MLF deal, you know, so I've been really opinionated. I said, but I think how it works is you got to catch more than everybody else tomorrow to win, so good luck. <laughs> and he texts back and said, no, I've got to catch more than Wheeler. That's it. That's <laughs> so he texted me back and I said, yeah, he's like a Hoover vacuum, and he goes, million percent, it's crazy, and then he goes out and does it again. And I'm like, that's got to be, because we're all like, Maddie Lee, we're pulling for Matt, Matt has a killer day, and then gets that top ten round, and I think Matt said he had some locals move in on his stuff, I saw his post, like yeah. he, had some, he had some stuff go down, I think, but super good turn for him up there, but dude, that just, that wheeler, Lucas, one of the best fishermen you and I know. Like, he had a killer oh. rounds going in. Gets in that, stumbles a little bit. He had had to catch so many. But you know what? You can lean on that excuse. But Wheeler caught 100 pounds in the knockout round. I know. <laughs> still I know. So, I know. So it's, he's, it's, he's incredible, dude. I mean, he just don't miss. Not and like, at all. I got all the respect in the world for him. Oh, yeah. Me, me too, like, man. thousand percent. I don't care. Haters hate. Shoot or shoot, that guy don't That's miss. That's right. Like, it's easy to sit on the couch and be like, oh, that yeah. guy does this. The only thing that I do will say that I can't stand about Jacob Wheeler, and Jacob, if you're watching Low Budget Live right now, uh, the fact that he says ding drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> like, it does. Like, it, think, it keeps me I up think, at night. I just think it's funny. I, I mean, I think it's funny, too, 
but he just has to say it so damn much now. <laughs> like, if you well, watch you it, it's just ding, ding, ding. I'm like, I mean, damn, his he, hands got to get if tired. If he called him like me and you, he wouldn't get to say it that no, much. It wouldn't no, be old. No, 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 no. Yeah, I would be like, God, was. I hope I get to say that in the next yeah, 17 yeah, days. Yeah, freaking kidding. I hope I get to say ding today. Dude. Every time I blast off, I'm like, man, it'd be cool to get to say ding one time today. <laughs> I hope you get to say it. <laughs> I said pal in a video the other day, and I didn't realize it when I caught a five-pounder, and I was like, I ain't trying to be like Chris Lane out Chris here. Lane. And I said, pal. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Get your own thing, you moron. I was editing, and I'm like, I almost didn't show the clip of the biggest fish I caught in the whole video. I boat flipped a five-pounder. I was like, well, pow! I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. But I didn't say ding, Jacob and Mark and MDJ. All right. As we wind out, I got to ask you, what do you think? This is this is a little loaded, but I feel like I, I know you shoot me straight. We're also this week MPFL. Y'all watch it, Winnebago. We've been doing live cover starting Thursday. The bat, uh, MLF, excuse me, title event. It's not no longer the Forest Wood Cup. What do you think about that? That kind of sucks. I mean, you don't have anything to do with it anymore, no, neither do I, I but I'm saying I, like. I, I think it kind of sucks they killed for the For the legacy of it. Like, we yeah. got this thing. Like, dude, it's special to me. Like, Justin will tell you, like, I'm geeking. Like, this being here is cool for me. We're going to get a selfie. You'll see it on Instagram. It's cool that it's here in my shop. I mean, it's a wrestling belt now. It's less money now. It's still, look, they give away 10 grand to everybody that qualifies. It's they still do. hard to it's make. It's hard to make. That's right. I Look, dude, I always said the Cup's one of the hardest tournaments to make because you fish against 200 to uh, make that's 30 right. spots. That's right. You know, and... um I get it. The anglers, you know, those guys that were at the elites for all those years were years of cuts, years of season guys. Like they called the crap out of them. But a hundred boats on the lake versus two hundred makes so is much of difference. So yes. much difference because you just don't get to fish as much. You don't get to run as much stuff. Anyways, that's a whole other rabbit we chase yes, for hours. For hours that nobody's gonna have the same opinion on. Like two guys cannot hardly have the same opinion on who. Which fishing trail had the best fishermen? Yeah. What, like, that's completely stupid to even talk about. Well, most people judge it by the names they recognize. That's right. And other than that, they're like, oh. Like, yeah. that's the argument for MLF now. They're like, well, they got the best in the world. Well, yeah, but Them guys they got fish, the names. But They got the names. And those guys, I get it. They earned that. Yes. They fished for years and survived years of cuts. That's Dude, right. I'm on the chopping block. I got to catch right. them next year. got to catch like, them next year. Like, yeah, I'm we were just talking about that. I'm not going to and say that like, they didn't. Like, all those guys earned it. They have a reason to. Like, be legacy status and bass just cut several we won't get into details i heard rumor of it but uh some of them have been reaching out to mpfl but like over 20 guys gone and and that's gotta happen yeah no, like, it's gotta, gotta happen. happen that's what makes it the elite series that's what's gonna bring up you know that next right. group of legends but it's like, every two gonna, years but covid years. they, they let right. it go they for made a it be a third but Anyways, you know, like right now, like you don't know some of the names of the guys I'm fishing against, but did they catch them just as good? I fished all three trails in the last five years. I'm one of the only people that's done that. Yeah. Like I have fished FLW two years, MLF two years, that's, and that's now true. I'm on the elites. I don't know anybody else that's done that. Like in the last just few years, has B- fished very all small. Three. Well, yeah, and your whole your entire career of basically five years. Five years yeah. You, I've been at all three organizations. Yeah. Them guys I fish against right now catch them just as good as anybody I've been around. Minus Jacob Wheeler. He catches them. He's he's catching better than everybody. Yeah. Of that's all right. time. So period. That's right. But it's uh it's uh I don't know, to to get back to the whole question, like it's been called different things. It was the Jacobs Cup. Yeah. It's been a few things, but it's always revolved around this trophy. 
while we're talking about it. Yeah, let's like, let's move it back like in here be, for the end of the show. Let's move it back in here. Be disrespectful. Yes, right. There. Look at so, this. So, I'm just going to touch it. It's always revolved around that trophy. And it was a big event. And it's a big trade event. show, I've whole thing like about the classic. It my whole life, you know, like people that who won the cup this year and the cups going on and the whole nine yards, you know, it was, it was always a life changing event. So to win it, it becomes part of my resume. Becomes, For sure, it becomes what defined my career. What allowed me to get sponsors early enough to help me continue to do this whole shooting match, and then they killed it. And turned it into something else. And I'm like, man, whatever. I get it. I get and if it. you're the dude that wins a wrestling belt, you're probably just as excited about it, I yeah, guess. You know, like it's a big percent. paycheck, whatever. It still is, thousand percent. But it's like, not this. I'm just like, man. It's not that this. That just had years. R.I.P. Forcewood Cup. Years of legacy, and it's just R.I.P. Forcewood I, d- I dared Brad Knight. I said, hey, man, when you win the wrestling belt, I want you to go Undertaker, Tombstone Piledriver, whoever thought it was a good idea. <laughs> To, to whatever more I was like in a meeting, the cup, and then just put a line through it, and they're like, "But we're still going to have a championship." Here, here, and I literally. Talk, I mean, I'm be honest with you. Like, I have people ask me all the time. They're like, "You hate MLF now? You live on?" Yeah. I have no problem with yeah. anything or anybody there. Yeah. Like, z- zero, except for I was a little butt hurt. They killed the cup. That's the yeah, only way. Like, literally, yeah. if I if somebody was like, "What is, if you disliked one thing they've ever done?" That was it. Other yeah. than that, I don't care. I don't give a crap about the format. That's for some people. Some people love it. That's fine. There are times it's exciting it's to watch, there, dude. It's Lucas and Coulter the other day. It was fun yes, to watch. That's right. Like I'm fine with all that. I love all the people. All my friends are still there. It just wasn't for me. That's fine. That's right. Some people work at UPS and think it sucks. So they go to FedEx. <laughs> and you're still just shipping boxes. You just like FedEx better. That's right. Some people at FedEx want to work at UPS. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean At you the end of the day, and, like, and this is something that we're we... are all just making a living. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what Wheeler and I text this week. And uh, and Jacob has declined to come on here before. like, And I get it, right? Spots are like my history with him. Like, I get it. He's super respectful, always texts me back immediately, like always answers calls, whatever. But we were going back and forth, and he said, man, at the end of the day, we're all just people that really love bass fishing. We're just making And and I said that. I said, yeah, man, whether people agree with what I got to say or disagree, my the place that I speak from is one of a love of a a sport that I've loved since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So when I get fired up about one thing or other – like it does suck for me that it's changed so much. I guess yeah. right, and and but that's life. Like everything changes, and it's kind of settled in. Like I feel yeah, like we, I feel everything's like going to take its place. Everybody was like, "Oh and, and my god!" I, I'm going to put you on the spot with chill. this one. One. One last thing. What do you think about MPFL? As because as we talk about changing and everything settling in. Dude, I think it's taking its place as something that those guys didn't even realize it would. Yeah. As in, rumor mill, we're going to have some current Elite Series guys fishing with us next year. They're going to double dip. Yeah. I think. Wink. <laughs> um, we're going to have some former Elite Series guys. We're probably going to have some big, big five guys come over. We only had like 11 spots. We had 70-something applications. When they open it up, it's insane. But will it find its place as like that FLW tour of old? I think spot? it will. Yeah, I, I mean, think it will. Because here's the thing: 
you know, you got late nineties. You had what? You had the top one hundred. That's right. And the, all that. So you had like hundred guys, hundred and fifty guys that were making a living doing it. But how many kids were fishing? Uh, none. None. Like me. I, as me. Say, I went with yeah, my dad yeah, to team me. tournaments, and mm-hmm. I was like me and maybe one other kid. I never saw fish. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like the sport was very big. Fast forward 20 years later, 25 years later, there is thousands of kids right. fishing. Thousands of That's them. That's right. I mean, like, they got the college national championship going right now. It's got 150 boats in it. High school tournaments have 500, all this. So you have the sport of fishing has just. No, it's. It's grown tenfold, 20 mm-hmm. fold in 20 years. And we still just have a hundred spots for guys to try to make a living in it. So I think there is a place for the NPFL, yeah, no for the FLW tour, you know, and give guys a chance to make a living. And you know, there'd be three hundred of us, you know, make a living in this sport versus yeah, I, there only being a hundred spots. And I and there are and, there are arguments about that from the guys at the leagues. They want it to be, uh, you know. 60 boats, 80 boats, 50 boats. They want it to be less. And, like, I get it. I feel like a top-tier level should probably fish 100. Yeah. And be considered the best, whether you like BPT's format better or the Elite's better. Doesn't matter. Whichever one of those two you think is the best. I think that 80 to 100 is good. But having another trail that fishes for large money, that fishes 150 boats, who cares? That's what I grew up doing. That's yeah. what you grew up doing. That's right. Let's get it on. Like, That's right. I'll give you my five grand. Let's go fish. Well, I mean, you it. look at local tournaments, and then yeah. you look at, like, the Opens. Hell, they're 200-something boats yeah, now. Like, like, let's do it. I don't uh, care. Um, you know, but I think for, like, coverage and simplicity and, you know, it being here, it needs to be attainable. Like, yeah. It needs to be, you know, a, a set number. You are part of this group. That's right. But I feel like there is a place for trails that have larger amounts of boats. But you get out there, you fish for big money, you practice, you make your living, you can support your sponsors, all that. I think we got plenty of room for that. There's just um, there's too many people that want to do it. Well, my thing is, dude, not everybody's going to make the Elite Series. Not everybody's going to make BPT. That doesn't mean they're a bad fishermen. They're taking – there are, okay, three divisions, yeah. over 600 boats – out of three divisions of the Opens, they take, take 12, 12 people. Yeah, 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 because of the Opens AOI. 12, guys. That ain't a lot. No. You earned that. Yeah, you earned not. that spot now. And not everybody's Greg Hackney, Jason Christie, and Justin Atkins that yeah. make it look like that shit's easy either. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, blaze through. Uh, Justin Hamner and Josh Strasner's of the world, Brian News, that just yeah. like slid on in because, dude, you got guys that have been fighting down there. I call it purgatory. So these guys for the Opens – I mean, these guys leaving the elites that got cut, will they all end up in the open, do you think? I mean, like, what do they do? Like, does that mean you're, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore? I mean, I don't, I don't even know, like, they what you do. what they want to do in life, I yeah. guess, you know. But I, I, don't, I know. don't know. It's a, I think there's definitely room for it. It's, um, we're just fishermen trying to make a living, and I think that's, I think that's a good deal. I like it. I think what do you good. think about the commentary? The commentators, do you think they're good? Uh, Fat Cat's really good. <laughs> um and thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Tell me, yeah. Um, no, it's a, that's it's awesome. A good, it's a good deal. I just, uh, I don't know. I think the only thing that I think does suck about fishing so much 
I mean, you know, such large high school tournaments, such large college tournaments, all the professional tournaments, we all go to the same lakes. Yeah, and they get that piss beat out of It's like a thousand people can play on a golf course, and we can all play on it. But, like, we have a limited source Mm -hmm. that we're playing in. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, and this is something that I've been preaching for the last few months, there's a lot of really good lakes we don't go to. Nobody goes to. And I'm like, let's – Venture out. The the problem is, and like being the on the tourism. Doesn't that's have right. The money that's and it. Stuff. And like, and that's what sucks. And I wish we could find a way to compensate. For Million that. percent, dude. That's what like being on the behind the scenes side of the MPFL. That's always the biggest struggle because I'll say, hey, hey, uh, why why are you guys not trying to go to this lake? Yeah. And they're like, oh uh, well, because we reached out and they didn't call us back or whatever. As long as, and for those of you that don't know this, you know these tournament trails because a lot of y'all comment. Oh, why are they going to St. John's again? Well, it's because St. John's wrote a check. Yeah. You know, they pay for these events to be there. It's not a bad thing. No, it's just no, no, how no. it's always it's, been. It's a necessary evil. Yes, like, it is. It's, it is. It's good. Like, it's it's what helps pay it's, my bills. No like, doubt. I get all that. No That's doubt. fine. I just wish there was some way that we could compensate that a That's different right. way. And then but it would have to come from sponsors because they're used to that income. All tournament and trails. We need, like... Gillette to get in and start yeah. giving money and stuff instead of like we're all fishing out of this same pond yeah. when it comes to sponsors. Yeah, for sure. Which, you know, just dilutes it down, makes it that much harder. Those non endemics are hard though because MLF's tried that. Bass has done it too. They just come and go so damn much. That's the problem. Yeah. Like they'll dump a bunch of money in. We've seen it with FLW oh, over yeah. the years, like with the Walmart thing. And then at the end of the day, it's just that that, no doubt. And then at the end of the day, it's just our little old bass fishing industry that has to be the backbone. You know, whether that's the boats, the motors, the electronics companies, um, Startron. As much as it's growing, it's really amazing that the non-endemics haven't taken into it more. You think? I mean, I haven't looked at any numbers. Somebody's going to blast me. Oh yeah, get ready. I'm going to turn your microphone up even more for this one. (laughs) I feel like we're growing, and NASCAR's falling off. Yeah, I think NASCAR's definitely falling off. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you read and I that don't know like what exact numbers are, like how many people watch NASCAR, how many people watch Bass Live during the I week. I still got to think NASCAR's I'm sure NASCAR's bigger. probably a little yeah, bigger. Yeah, probably bigger. But I feel like we're doing this. They're going to pass at some point in time because this is growing. At a, They're going to pass, pun intended. <laughs> in the fast lane. In the fast lane. In turn three. But anyways, you know, I feel like they just got to be getting closer and like, Non-endemics are all over NASCAR. Firestone ain't the only one sponsoring right. NASCAR right. races. You know what I mean? So, like, at what point are those going to meet and we're going to be able to merge into something like that? That's that's really another to get another at. car reference merge. I like. <laughs> <laughs> you should start a podcast. You're better at this than I am. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think about that. I'm like, it's not. I mean, obviously, like, I still think NASCAR probably has more views. I don't oh, think it's, yeah. but I don't think it's. It's not near spaced out as it was in the nineties, yeah. in the early two no, thousands. Back it was then, huge. NASCAR was huge and fishing was tiny. I can just remember a time in my life, like with my my grandpa, that there wasn't a Sunday he wasn't going to be in a recliner watching a race. You know, and mm-hmm. my uncle was very much that way, yeah, and my dad was some. And now I really don't know anybody that watches it like that anymore. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm getting at. So I feel like it has to be that gap has to be closing. So like, at what point are we going to be able to pass that threshold? To where non-endemics like, you know what, this is what's up. I like this. I, I don't know if you can hear this or not, but it's killing my ADD. But Thor, my Australian Shepherd, is losing his mind outside. And uh, so for those of y'all listening, that's Thor. Shout out Thor. <laughs> He's going crazy. Well, dude, I, man, I can't thank you enough for coming and taking time away from Tess and Coop to come do this. 
and uh, celebrating four years of LBL. Thanks to each and every one of y'all that tune in every week to this craziness. Make sure you're following Justin on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook. Sometimes he gets them stirred up over there. You never know what he might post, what he might say. I like never it. Knows. He's he's opinionated like myself. That's why we get along most of the time, even though I almost blew up his neighbor's house one time on an LBL. You've had a lot of LBL history. Yeah, you did. Nah, I, it was Corey that I almost <laughs> No, it was Corey. It, that was Big C. almost blew up your, your sister-in-law's house at the time. My sister-in-law's house. With a, uh, a firework accident. With a mortar. Like one of yes. those big ones. It wasn't like he shot a bottle rocket and it hit. Like he stuck one of those, got the long fuse down in the cannon, and then the cannon flipped over. It was not a good moment. It it's on my Instagram somewhere. Awesome. Yeah, it was actually really cool. It was like zero <laughs> degrees outside. But Justin's always been good to me and, and uh, coming on, and I appreciate it, buddy, yeah, very absolutely. much. So go take y'all out with some Bluxy Blues. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel if you're not. I will be going to Wisconsin. This will be uploaded Monday. For y'all to listen at And uh, I'll see y'all next time Be sure to hug your mama Biloxi Blues And we're, we're gonna Gonna make Justin buy me lunch ass. Four years Thank y'all Spanish moss A Civil War ghost Well I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction Lord I'll be fine It don't matter East or west North, south Wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens in rest does not know my name and I don't care no Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.